Chapter Twelve of Stories of King Arthur and His Knights. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Stories of King Arthur and His Knights by U. Waldo Cutler. Chapter Twelve: How Sir Launcelot Came into the Chapel Perilous. On a day, as Sir Launcelot rode a great while in a deep forest, he was ware of an old manor beyond a bridge. And he passed over the bridge that was old and feeble, and came into a great hall, where he saw lie a dead knight that was a seemly man. And therewithal came out a lady weeping and wringing her hands, and she said, O knight, too much sorrow hast thou brought me. Why say ye so? said Sir Launcelot. I did never this knight any harm. Therefore, fair lady, be not displeased with me, for I am full sore grieved at your grievance. Truly, sir, she said, I know it is not ye that have slain my husband, for he that did the deed is sore wounded, and he is never likely to recover, that I assure you. What was your husband's name? asked Sir Launcelot. Sir, said she, his name was Sir Gilbert, one of the best knights of the world, and he that hath slain him, I know not his name. God send you better comfort, said Sir Launcelot. And so he departed, and went into the forest again. And there he met with a damsel who knew him well, and said aloud, Well are ye come, my lord, and now I require thee on thy knighthood, help my brother that is sore wounded, and never ceaseth bleeding. For this day fought he with Sir Gilbert, and slew him in plain battle. My brother was sore wounded, and a sorceress that dwelleth in a castle hard by, told me this day that my brother's wounds should never be whole, till I could find a knight that would go into the chapel perilous, where he should find a sword and a bloody cloth that the wounded knight was wrapped in. A piece of that cloth and the sword should heal my brother's wounds, if his wounds were searched with the sword and the cloth. This is a marvellous thing, said Sir Launcelot. But what is your brother's name? Sir, said she, his name is Sir Meliot. That me repenteth, said Sir Launcelot, for he is a fellow of the table round, and to help him I will do all in my power. Then, sir, said she, follow this highway, and it will bring you into the chapel perilous, and here I shall wait till God send you again. Except you, I know no knight living that may achieve that adventure. So Launcelot departed, and when he came unto the chapel perilous, he alighted and tied his horse to the little gate of the churchyard. And soon he saw on the front of the chapel many fair rich shields turned up so down, and many of these shields he had seen borne by knights that he had known aforetime. Then he saw standing there by him thirty great knights, taller by a yard than any man that ever he had seen, all clad in black armour, ready with their shields and their swords drawn. They all grinned and gnashed at Sir Launcelot, and when he saw their countenances, he put his shield afore him, and took his sword in his hand, ready unto battle. He started to go right past the giants, and then they scattered on every side and gave him the way. Therewith he waxed all bold and entered into the chapel, where he saw no light but a dim lamp burning, and soon became aware of a corpse covered with a cloth of silk. Sir Launcelot stooped down and cut off a piece of that cloth, whereupon the earth under him seemed to quake a little, and at this he feared. Then he saw a fair sword lying by the dead knight. 
This he gat into his hand, and hide out of the chapel. As soon as ever he was in the chapel-yard, all the giants spake to him with a grimly voice, and said, Knight, Sir Launcelot, lay that sword from thee, or else thou shalt die. Whether I live or die, said Sir Launcelot, no loud words will get it again. Therefore fight for it, if ye will. Then he immediately passed right through their midst, and beyond the chapel-yard there met him a fair damsel, who said, Sir Launcelot, leave that sword behind thee, or thou wilt die for it. I leave it not, said Sir Launcelot, for any entreaties. It is well, said she, if thou didst leave that sword, thou shouldst never see Queen Guenever again. Now, gentle knight, I request one thing of thee, kiss me but once. Nay, said Sir Launcelot, God forbid that I should do that. It is well, sir, said she, if thou hadst kissed me, thy life-days had been done. But now, alas, I have lost all my labour, for I ordained this chapel to win thee. Once I had Sir Gawain well nigh within my power, but he fought with that knight that lieth there dead in yonder chapel, Sir Gilbert, and smote off his left hand, and so escaped. Sir Launcelot, I have loved thee these seven years, but now I know no woman may have thy love but Queen Guenevere. Ye say well, said Sir Launcelot, God preserve me from your subtle crafts. Thereupon he took his horse, and so departed from her, and soon met the damsel, Sir Meliot's sister. Anon she led him to the castle where Sir Meliot lay, pale as the earth from bleeding. Sir Launcelot leapt unto him, and touched his wounds with Sir Gilbert's sword, and then wiped his wounds with a part of the cloth that Sir Gilbert was wrapped in, and anon he was as whole a man as ever he had been in all his life. And then there was great joy between them. They made Sir Launcelot all the cheer that they might, and on the morn he took his leave of Sir Meliot and his sister, and rode away. End of chapter 12